0: Welcome back to the Chick Foley Show. We got a uh, special episode for you guys tonight. It is boys night. Uh, we'll get into it in a little bit. Why Sheena cannot be here with us tonight, but it's just me, Jordan, and Marco recapping the biggest weekend of wrestling of the year, so far at least. I don't know if anything's going to be able to top this uh, through the fall and the winter. It was just, you know, basically nonstop action from from Saturday afternoon on. Uh, Jordan, what's going on, man? How's life out in Nebraska?
1: Man, things are good. Um winding down this, uh, long weekend that this is always a end of summer drinking weekend for me. So, um, yeah, man, I'm just, uh, Uh, I need to get back into a routine. Let's just say that because, yeah, this is no good for my 38 year old body.
0: (laughs) I feel you, man. I went Wednesday. You know, I uh, I'm out here in the sticks, as we talked about the last couple of months. So I my craft beer shop is about 45 minutes away. So I got to make it special until I go. So, yeah, I went Wednesday and loaded up. And yeah, we've been we've been pounding them back all weekend. So I, I feel you, man. I feel like my liver's pickled right about now uh marco what's going on up in the northeast
2: Uh oh, nothing much just uh they said it's coming off of this uh crazy weekend of wrestling it was just like you know all day saturday i was like we went to one of our friends they had a uh, uh cookout so i was there like not on my phone at all didn't see anything um and kind of stayed away from it and then you know saturday night all the way into uh, Sunday night in the wee late hours I was up till like probably like two or three in the morning on Monday um just watching everything I just couldn't sleep I was insomnia ridden after all that wrestling my eyes were like peeled open
0: <laughs> did crazy. you uh did you successfully avoid all spoilers for Clash I did
2: actually I um nice I um I put my phone on a uh, what do you call it Airplane mode? Not, not airplane. It's like that focus mode or whatever that is. I got you.
0: Where you're yeah. not getting any notifications.
2: Yeah. It, I was, I basically, just seemed like 50 notifications. And I'm like, oh, I know what's going on. I'm just, not, I can't, I can't touch it. So. i tell you what used
0: to be the worst for getting spoilers, man, when I was first getting back into wrestling was the actual WWE app. Like oh, they're ooh, spamming yeah. out notifications for every little thing that happens. I used to, I used to like turn off the notifications for like Twitter and everything, man. Um, but it always be the WWE app that was spoiling stuff for me when we were out in Hawaii. Um, and sometimes you have shows at at awkward times. Uh, Jordan, I know you were at the Nebraska Cornhuskers game on Saturday. Did you actually heed my advice and stream clash at the castle on your phone while
1: the, <laughs> uh, the game was going on? Man, it was a, uh, it was a uh, tough sledding at the old Husker game. There was uh not much time for me to be streaming clash at the castle at the Husker game. Let's just say that. Um, in between me wanting to jump on the field and strangle Scott Frost, and
2: yeah. uh,
1: being about twenty drinks deep at that point, I there was <laughs> there was no stream in a wrestling show at that point. Yeah, they had a little uh, they had a little trouble with North
0: Dakota, right? Was it was it North Dakota or North Dakota State they were playing?
1: Oh, if it was North Dakota State, they would have lost. Uh, it was North Dakota, who's not very mm. good. And yeah, man, it's uh, it is not looking like a promising season. I'll just say that.
0: Yeah, North Dakota State, they're like a, a FCS powerhouse, man. I still remember one of my all-time favorite like live events, 2002, uh, me and my dad and my little brother, we went to Chattanooga, Tennessee for the finals of, at the time, it was the uh, the Division uh, 1AA Championship. We saw our hometown school, Western Kentucky Hilltoppers, they beat North Dakota State for the championship, so always got a little soft spot for those guys, man, but yeah. Uh, but yeah, crazy weekend of wrestling. We're going to get into it. Uh, let's get the plugs out of the way. Make sure you guys are using code Chick Foley to save 10% at ringside collectibles. There's a ton of new pre-orders up off of the AEW FanFest reveals. And WWE Elite 96 and the new Survivor Series Elites are both in stock over there. And we want to remind you guys to follow the Pod Foundation. So if you just follow the Pod Foundation on Instagram, that's the easiest way to stay up on it. But make sure you subscribe wherever you find your podcast. In addition to us, the Turnbuckle Tab, the extra cooler show and coming down the aisle. Uh, we all offer, you know, our own little spin on covering wrestling and between the four shows. We really got everything you need to, uh, stay up to date on what's going on in the squared circle. So again, Sheena's out tonight. Uh, so we'll do a quick little uh, little parent corner. I know we got a slightly older audience that listens to this show, so I know a lot of folks can relate to this. But, dude, bedtime has been an absolute fucking war zone for us the last. Excuse my language. Also, we'll probably be a little bit more, uh, throw a little bit more salt and pepper on the language tonight without Sheena here to, uh, to tone us down. Right, guys? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it,
1: <laughs> it, this
0: is not going to be uh, child-friendly. Sheen is usually the moderator on the language and stuff. Yeah. But, anyways, it's been a war zone, man. Like, I don't know why. For, uh, you know, my son has never really been a great sleeper. Uh, my daughter had really been a good sleeper since really birth, but we'd had them both on a good run for about the last six to eight months. And here in the last like two weeks, dude, they've, it's, I don't know if they sat down and had a meeting together and like went over their agenda or what, but this, like, they both tag teamed it. We're like, dude, we're just going to start refusing to go to bed. So, just fighting them every step of the way. And then once they're in bed, they want to get up every 10 minutes. So we're, we're starting a new strategy tomorrow night. You know, we figured why if, if any parents know anytime you try to put in like a new sleep regime or something, it's, it's a huge pain in the ass and we didn't want to spoil the long weekend with it. So Sheena's laying down with both kids right now, watching Hocus Pocus uh, to, to get them to go to sleep. So that's why she is not here. She may pop in for a little cameo towards the end of the show. Uh, have either one of you guys had issues with
1: your kids sleeping uh, at, at any time here in the past? Huh. Uh, no, I, we really didn't. Dude, Zoe was such a good sleeper. And I mean, we re- we are probably the worst parents for not giving our child a set bedtime. But dude, Zoe's just a good sleeper. She gets up in the morning when she needs to get up. So we don't really have anything to worry about with her.
0: Dude, that's something we considered, man. We had thought about like, you know, because wh- neither one of our kids are in school yet. They're both so little. We're like, why, you know, why are we... F- we, why are we fighting this man? Like, why not? And, and sorry for anybody that's, you know, fast forward about three or four minutes, you'll get to the <laughs> wrestling talk. If this doesn't interest you right now, you know, if we're born anybody that just does not want to hear about kids, but, um, you know, we definitely had the thought cross our, uh, our mind that, you know, why fight this? Why not? Let's just go straight, like, you know, straight libertarian here let them stay up till they stay up. And, and do whatever, but we we just noticed anytime our kids stay up late, dude, it's like the next day, it's like they got a hangover on it, man, and uh, they're just fussy all day long, and our kids rise with the sun no matter what. If they go to bed at, at 7.45 or if they go to bed at 10 p.m., they're up as soon as the freaking sun starts peeking over the hill. So mm-hmm. that's why we, we we're trying to stick with the set bedtime thing. But yeah, the, we, we definitely thought about just ditching, you know, the set routine each night. How about you, Marco with the twins and your little guy, oh. man, you guys ever have any issues? Oh
2: boy. Um, I mean, the good thing is with, with, uh, with my son, he was pretty easy, uh, for sleeping. Uh, the girls are fantastic. They don't, they don't like wake up at all. Once they're down, they're down. Um, the boys still like that though. He's, uh, takes forever to fall asleep. Um, he doesn't fuss or anything like that. It's just, he just is so wired. Like, I don't know how he does. He like, once he wakes up, it's just full on energy all day long. And then like, no time. Like he's not tired at the end of the night. I honestly don't get it. Where well, the girls are just like, they'll lay down in bed and they'll just pass right out. It's, it's crazy. But yeah, we, uh the girls will do that. Sometimes they'll, they'll you know, they'll play the, uh, I have to go to the bathroom game and, you know they'll do that for about like you know twenty water. minutes. Yeah, wa- I need yeah. water. I need, I need something to like. <laughs> it, we're just like stop. You're just prolonging. <laughs> you just you're just trying to find any excuse not to go to sleep. Just do it. But uh yeah they the girls are good for that. Um, uh, but the the boy man he uh yeah he's he just doesn't like to sleep. He just he yeah. can stay up all night if he wants to. I mean, yeah it's it, it's rough, but I think. Especially with school, if you're starting school, like it is good to get them in that routine of a bedtime, just so they know, like they have to get to bed at a certain time. But when they're younger, it's kind of it is kind of hard because you're not sure whether you should just do that or just like you know just let them stay up. Like yes, said. I mean, I've yeah, we consider like, that. The- yeah,
0: because like you're expending just so much mental and emotional energy trying to coax them into bed, man. It's like I feel like if I had one, it would be a little bit easier, dude. Because like mm. if he, cause sometimes Brett will stay up by himself, and it's like it's chill, you know, he'll just go play with his toys, or whatever. I mean, or are watching TV, but if both kids are up, they're raising hell. Dude. Oh, yeah. They're gonna be they're gonna be <laughs> screaming, <laughs> making all kinds of noise, like r- making TV requests. So yeah, so that that's it. Uh, do you guys got anything you need to express feelings on before we get into uh, the wrestling?
1: I I think I'm good this week, man.
0: All right, so hopefully you guys uh, – hopefully, you know, the parents out there enjoyed that little trip down uh, down parents' corner. What we're going to do, we're basically going to work backwards. Uh, I think that makes the most sense uh, with what's the most relevant topic of the day as we sit here on Monday night and record this. So let's start with All Out. Um, you guys want to talk about the event or the aftermath first? I'm kind of thinking maybe go through the event and then we could talk about the insanity that happened
1: afterwards. Yeah, yeah let's, let's talk about the wrestling first.
0: Yeah. So first off, I want to give a shout-out to – Zero Hour. I thought the pre-show rocked. They gave us four matches that were, they, they were perfect because really, man, I, I compare my pay-per-views to like a nice meal. They're the perfect little appetizer, right? All the matches were fun. They offered a little something different and they just kind of got you, got you teased a little bit for the show, man. What'd you guys think of uh, Zero Hour?
1: I thought it was
2: awesome. I, uh, I really enjoyed the uh, the hook in uh, Angela Parker match only because of a huge uh, Action Bronson fan. And he, and he came in at the end and uh you know saved the day from the uh, uh the Jericho, um, the Appreciation Society. So that was pretty cool. Um, but like you said, yeah, definitely every match had its own like own unique like like theme to it. It wasn't like like they didn't all bleed into each other. Um, so I thought that was that was pretty cool how they kind of differentiate <laughs> differentiated essentially. But um, yeah, uh, the only thing I could really think of was when uh, Ruby Soho like that that gif. I'm not sure if you guys seen it all day. I've pretty much seen it all day, but they did that move. And she like pretty much like landed on her neck.
1: Um, yeah. And then she turned around and got her nose broke. Yeah. <laughs> <like> 30 seconds <laughs> She's after. like a, a rough girl. night for Ruby, man. Yeah. Yeah, dude, I, 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 me and Seth were texting during this, but um, I, I love zero hour. I thought it was awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, Getting a title match on zero hour. I don't know, man. I, I know some people have mixed feelings on this and they feel like it's burying that title. No. I don't feel that way. Cause anybody can watch it. Like, yeah, I mean, you want more eyes on the product, like, exactly. I, I get it, like, there's probably not very many people that were on the fence of whether or not they were going to order it, right, like, you pretty much knew if you were going to order it, but I still think a lot of probably, people probably watched Zero Hour and didn't order the pay-per-view, so it's, it's good to get a title on there, and dude, Ishii and Eddie Kingston was awesome, oh, I, yeah. I love yeah. that match.
0: That, that match oh, yeah. literally and figuratively slapped.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> dude, they just beat they beat the hell out of each other for 15 minutes, and yeah, man, it was a yeah zero hour is a major thumbs up from the Chick Fil A show.
0: Hook has uh, I know he started off as a meme, dude. He is growing more and more like up my like rankings of favorite yeah. wrestlers, dude. One i I love the kid man I think he's got star potential I think he still needs to bulk up a little bit to be believable on like you know the main event or even like upper mid card scene but I think he's got a ton of uh of potential he's got the presence right that's one of the hardest things to teach and he's just got that presence when he's in there he looks dangerous and he's my son's favorite wrestler man my uh <laughs> my my wife's uh, dad, my you know, my father-in-law, Jerry, he came and stayed with us a couple weeks ago, and he's an old-school wrestling fan, like kind of like your dad, Marco, like old-school, yeah. mid-south, like that freaking just southern wrestling, and we were watching AEW one night while he was and Hook came out, and he was like, who is that guy? He's like, they could have grabbed somebody out of the crowd that's bigger than him, you know, just can't get over how small the guy is. Yeah. And Brett immediately, I didn't even know that Hook was like on Brett's radar. He snaps up like, no, Hook is tough. Hook can wrestle good. You know, he <laughs> went in there and kicked whoever was his ass, so yeah, I- I'm loving hook man he's he's my son's favorite AEW wrestler um i do want to give out you know i want to pour out a uh, a shot for kip sabian this dude followed Pac around with a cardboard box over his head for like four months all around the world just to lose on the pre-show in less than 15 minutes you know, right? i mean
2: <laughs> that's
1: kind of rough i didn't hate that though honestly because i just i, I feel like pock needs to hold that title for a little bit um but No, I agree. It was just the
0: pre-show for me, man. I feel like I'm not against the title match on the pre-show, like you said, Jordan, but I feel like Kip Sabian's putting in so much work and effort in this whole storyline. I feel like that could have at least been like the main event on a dynamite or a rampage, you know? Uh, yeah.
1: I still feel like it has more legs, like the Kip Sabian thing's not going away anytime soon, so.
0: True, very true. Uh, so we had an interesting opening match with the uh, casino ladder match. I, you know, we we could probably fast forward straight to the ending. Uh, Marco, what did you think of uh, this group of masked men coming out and and uh, basically wrecking the whole match?
2: Uh, it was different. It almost reminded me of um, early Dark Order when they uh, when they made their debut in AEW. But um, yeah, the, I mean, if there was, you know, what if if there was one, I don't want to say bad match or match I wasn't really interested. in, and it was probably this one which is kind of strange because usually these matches are the ones that are you know they're, they're pretty much probably one like one of the best out of all the matches um, and with the level of talent that they had obviously And it it for me it didn't grab me um, in the beginning but obviously at the end when the the masked man uh, came down and you know took the uh, big chip which I thought it was a ring wasn't it a ring at one point?
0: At first, it was the brass ring. Yeah. yeah, it used to be the brass ring, and then they switched it to the big poker chip. Yeah, so,
2: I mean, other than that. Because I
0: think everybody everybody was comparing the ring to either Sonic the Hedgehog ring or one of the little hemorrhoid cushions that you can get oh. if you're having problems downstairs.
2: Yeah, I thought it was a thing for uh, Vince McMahon when he was like, get yeah, a grab that brass. Right. Yeah,
0: yeah, that, that's what they were going for. It was a little in joke on Vince McMahon, <laughs> but the uh, the visual just didn't really translate. And I don't I don't think it was worth it for the the small percentage of the audience that even got the little joke.
2: Yeah, but other than that, I, I enjoy. I like the uh, I like the end. I like that uh, kind of set the tone for the rest of the the rest of the pay per view in my eyes. Anyway, when uh when that mass assailant, we won't reveal who who yet because taste spoiler <laughs> alert. We won't. I'm joking, but yeah, I thought it was pretty
0: yeah. cool. Yeah, Jordan, what did you think of it, man?
1: I don't know, man. It it definitely was not my favorite thing. I mean, obviously I'm glad with who they did it with, but Mm. there's one thing I want to talk about about this match. Like there was a moment where Andrade and Roosh are literally standing in the ring by themselves and Andrade could have just climbed the ladder and pulled down the chip. And instead they pulled wrestlers into the ring That part literally baffled me. I was like, what the fuck (laughs) is he doing? Like, he could literally... Like, Roosh is standing there, like, waiting for him to climb up to the top and grab the chip, and instead they're like... Ah, never mind. We we don't want it anyway. This match I, is. If
0: I if I could go, uh, if I could go, Stephen Regal on you, man, or, or Lord William Regal, dude. I I think they, uh, I think that they knew, you know, ladder match logic. If you start climbing the ladder, at least two wrestlers are going to instantly recover yeah, like sure. that, you know, yeah. and they're going to be on your ass. So they were like, you know what, we gotta we gotta dish out some more punishment before we uh we try to go and get this uh, get this chip.
1: All right, kayfabe only. I can respect it. <laughs>
0: If I had a critique, man, one, I, I I think the reason why, like, you know, Marker, you said this match seemed like it was missing a little bit of juice at the start. Yeah. I don't think any of the guys outside of the Joker seem like a real threat to win this match and then go win the championship. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you think about it. In the past, like, Adam Page won this match before he got his title shot yep. at Kenny Omega. So this is something we've seen to really propel folks before, and uh, it definitely didn't seem like that. And then the Joker, obviously we all know, was MJF. If I could have, it, it was a cool angle, right? Cool visual. I like the uh, the use of the Rolling Stones song to kind of allude to some of the stuff that MJF has said in his promos in the past. Yep. Um, but they, it was so obvious it was MJF, man. He needed to disguise his walk a little bit. You know, yeah. and he could have had somebody else under the mask go grab the chip and then just reveal it later on. But it was, uh, to me, it was obvious it was MJF. I mean, did you guys have any question at all that it was anybody else underneath there? No.
2: No, definitely was. Yeah, even when he even his entrance into the ring where he does that like wipes his foot thing. Yeah. Yep. That, that was a dead giveaway. Um
0: he, The he, little bop with his walk. Yeah, he, he just he should he should have just walked out there with no manner. You know, like when Ric Flair was the black scorpion, dude. He didn't he wasn't strutting around like Ric Flair before he got revealed. I know that angle didn't age well, but one good thing about it was like it wasn't obvious that it was Ric Flair until, you know, the yeah. night of
2: Yeah, they could have done a lot better with, with uh MJF. He needs to uh needs to work on his character building skills but uh he did kind of do a little bit of a good job he's like kind of doing like you know dance moves in the ring so i kind of threw it off a little bit but other than that 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 walk into the ring where you, he where you wipes his feet that was like a dead giveaway right there for me anyway
0: mjf back in front of a stable now so what do you guys think of this you know ethan stokely hathaway kind of managing them and you got ethan page lee moriarty uh morrissey formerly known as big Cass, and the gun boys and I can't help but feel like this is a uh, a downgrade from the pinnacle from, you know, this time last year.
1: Eh, I, I get it, though. Like, it, this is all guys that feel like they're being kind of misused and disrespected by AEW. Like, it, it's cool in that sense. I get what you're saying. As far as talent level, it's probably not as good. But I, I don't know, man. I like it. This has had the most story behind it as far as Stokely's concerned. So I, I like it. I, and I think it, he'll do good with it. So I'm fine yeah, with it. Yeah,
0: I feel you. It, Stokely's a charisma machine, too. That guy, I was not very really familiar with him before he was in NXT as Malcolm Bivens. But that guy, he, you know, he, he just lights up the screen anytime he's out there. Um, and I do like MJF with a gang of goons around him. I don't feel like he's... the way he's presented in ring, he needs a little bit of an assist. You know, he is a really good wrestler, but in kayfabe, he's going to need a little bit, you know, he needs some backup out there, man. So I I like him having the, uh, the stable again. I just thought it was funny that they went back to this setup for him so soon after, uh, you know, the pinnacle kind of dissolved the middle of last year. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So let's go to the trios match. Uh, Jordan, what'd you think of the finals for the, uh, the trios tournament?
1: As, as much heat as this tournament got, because, I mean, I, I feel like everybody kind of wanted to see, obviously they were on the same side of the bracket, so we couldn't get it, but everybody wanted to see House of Black versus the Elite in the final. Mm. For for everything that went down, I mean, the, the finals of it was awesome. I, I loved this match. Um, I saw people that were talking about, look how much of a downgrade this is for Hangman. Downgrade, dude. He was wrestling against Kenny and the Bucks. Like that's not a downgrade. Those are three of the best guys in the world. Like it's not even debatable.
0: And he's got so much that I mean, dude, they're almost on the same level as like Seth Rollins, Roman, and you know Mox slash Dean Ambrose. As far as that, like no matter what happens, those guys are always going to be linked in storyline, right? Like every time it was Hangman and Kenny going face to face in the ring, the crowd was on their feet. Like yeah, it was. it was awesome, man. So I, I I do agree, though. I feel like even though Hangman was great, I don't know that Alex Reynolds and John Silver were the best choices to be in the finals for this. I would have rather seen either House of Black or, um, you know, Will Ospreay and his guys in the finals against these guys. I feel like it would have made for a little bit more epic match. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We then saw Jay defeat Athena. I was surprised by how short that match was. I, I was expecting Athena to put up a little bit more of a, of a fight.
2: No, two, two. It was, uh, yeah, I, I kind of expected that. I didn't think it was going to be a like a huge, like a 20 minute, you know, 30 minute type of
1: match. Um, I, I feel like they're not trying to overexpose Jade either. They don't yeah. want people to be like, oh, True. she's not that good in the ring. Because, I mean, let's be honest, she is definitely going to be a star, but she's still pretty green as far as like going for 25 minutes or anything like that. So, I think keeping her matches short at the beginning a la Goldberg is a a good idea. I mean, we don't need to see her in a 25-minute classic or anything like that right
0: Yeah, yeah, She's had 37 matches, so yeah, she's still just starting out. Uh, Fast forward a little bit, how about that tag team match between the Acclaimed and Swerving Our Glory? I had zero hype for this match whatsoever, but that one damn near stole the show. Yeah,
2: I agree totally. Um, Don't agree with everyone's the big deal about them not winning and uh, being the acclaimed, not winning and no one to call, call an audible. Like you have people out there like that have never run a organization or anything in their lives, telling somebody how to call an audible in the middle of a match. Like I, I, it, it prolongs the story and it makes you want them to win those titles even more now. Like if you didn't, like you said, Seth, you're the, you're that perfect candidate. Like you weren't interested in this match until that match happened. And now you're like, holy shit. Now I hope the acclaim, they run it back. And maybe the acclaim wins next time. That's what it was supposed to do. They weren't supposed to. I was not
0: expecting this at all. We we talked about Jay polishing off Athena in about four minutes. I thought this match was going to be like, you know, five, six minutes long. I did not realize they were going to give us a 22 minute freaking classic.
1: The, Jordan, were you biting on those false finishes, man? Did you think the acclaimed were going to walk away with the belts? Oh, dude, I thought they had it. At a, There was a couple different times I thought they were going to take it home. Um, I don't mind them not winning, though, because honestly, like, OK, let's just say they won. Would anybody have remembered that after what happened in the main event and what happened after the show? I, nobody would have remembered nope. that. So exactly. I, I feel like them not winning is a good thing. Like, let them win on a show where people are going to remember it. You know, I'm, yep. I, I just don't think anybody's going to go back and be like, oh, yeah, there was that acclaimed and uh, swerving our glory match. Like, yeah, it was great, but I, uh, that's not what's going to be remembered from this night. So I'm actually glad they didn't win on this night. Yeah.
0: Agreed. Uh, all right. So we know Marco is the biggest WWE loyalist among us. Oh, cool. I think I'm kind of in the middle. Jordan, you're big on AEW. Defend Luchasaurus character arc over the last uh, five or six weeks, man. What what the hell was what the hell happened there? Big show
2: booking. That's what that I, is. I I feel, I feel <laughs> like
1: I feel like they kind of backed themselves into a corner. I I feel like Jungle Boy should not have like even come back when he did. I don't think I, we needed any physical altercations until they actually did an actual match. So I feel like they blew it there and i absolutely fucking hated this like this is such a dumb thing like they turned luchasaurus heel put him on in black and then jungle boy comes back and he's like oh never mind i'm i'm back with him now and then do it again it's like there's no defending this i think they just made a
0: mistake dude i think that like they had it charted out and this was all supposed to happen you know it all out and like Somebody fucked up and like on that episode of Dynamite, they were like, oh, shit, we misread this, dude. You weren't supposed to do all this shit until, you know, yeah. all out. Like <laughs> <laughs> Let's just fucking backtrack next week, man. It, it never made sense because he came out with a new look, which was badass. I love Heal Luchasaurus, oh. man. I love like the scary music, the all black attire and stuff. Um, it was cool, but I just feel like it would have hit so much harder if we hadn't seen any of that. If he had still been the normal guy that we know and love until you know, Sunday night. That would have been freaking a super memorable moment. Instead it just is like WTF. Because you can still kind of see it coming, right? Like they it still seemed like that was a story they were going to tell, but I don't know. It was just weird. This is just a a bot story from the jump. This
1: this was how they could have booked this perfectly, not to interrupt you. This is how they could have booked this absolutely perfectly. Imagine they would have kept jungle or Luchasaurus face and he brings him out on his shoulders for that match and then drops him off his shoulders.
0: Oh, yes, dude. Yes. <laughs> Perfect setup, man. It's so obvious, man. No one would have seen it coming, dude. And then and then on Wednesday night, that's when he comes out with the scary music and the all-black year, right? Yeah. Like,
2: no, they definitely yeah, it, messed
1: up. It was there, man. Like, that, they... The story itself, they did it right. It's just the fact that they turned Luchasaurus heel and then turned him back face and then turned him heel again. Like, dude, if they would have literally, it was like the snip, snap, snip, snap. It was
2: all,
1: all, all they needed to do. Shout out to Michael <laughs> Scott. All they needed to do was run this exact story. Just don't turn Luchasaurus heel until yes, last night, dude. I feel like it would have, dude. It would have got
0: way more heat for Luchasaurus. Yep. It would have got way more babyface sympathy for Jungle Boy. But now everybody just looks dumb because it's like, Luchasaurus, why are you fucking, like again, going snip, snap, snip, snap? And Jungle Boy, it's like, dude, why the fuck did you trust this guy? He's still in all black. Did you ever, like, why would you not be like, hey, bro, like, are you going to go back to the, you know, the green (laughs) gear and, like, the, you know, the new music and stuff, dude? Like, you still seem a little emo over here, man. Yeah,
2: I mean, I'm going to fast forward a little bit, but judging from what uh, Tony Khan said at the scrum, um, I feel like that was, like, a... Like a reaction to what happened on clash at the castle which will which we'll get to that later on but I feel like that's what they're trying to go for that that turn on somebody's shock value type of thing but they already did it so it, it, it kind of like they kind of played themselves on that one
1: I mean did anybody honestly think that going into that pay-per-view even before clash at the castle that Luchasaurus source was not going to turn on jungle boy?
0: I think two of our five finalists in the Foley Picks League because that was one of the bonus predictions. Two of them said that no, he's not going to turn heel. So I just
1: did not see any chance that he did not turn on him. Like, yeah, yeah, exactly.
0: And, and now that we mention it, we'll give a salute to uh, to Jordan and Sheena. They made it all the way to the finals with the, the Foley Picks League. It's in our uh, our Patreon exclusive Facebook group. You can join up at chickfoley dot um,
2: That's not that's not you- fishy at all. But- the two members <laughs> of the show, uh, <laughs> the final. Hey,
0: but two of us also <laughs> were stuck in the middle of the standings all really? season long. So, <laughs> yeah, they. Uh, but yeah, Sheena and Jordan both made it to the uh, the final five, and Jordan was holding the lead going into the last weekend, and kind of just pissed it away, man.
1: Yeah, shit happens. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Let's jump to the main event. Uh, I'll start off before. Uh, we really go in. I will say one nice thing. I love CM Punk's look for this, man. Yeah. With the, uh, the the white trunks and stuff. I, I, I'm i sure Jeremy uh is already, already working on it, man. But we definitely need this in figure form. And oh, yeah. that'll be the first CM Punk figure I've added to my collection in a long time. I thought I thought he looked like a million bucks. It was definitely championship gear. Um, Jordan, what did you think of the match?
1: Um, I'll, I'll be 100% honest. I was not looking forward to this match at all. Just considering what we the build for this after what happened 10 days earlier, I was not excited at all. I loved this match, man. I thought it was fun. Um, I thought it brought everything. It was, it was a hard hitting match. I mean, they, they literally beat the crap out of each other for 20 minutes. Like I really enjoyed it. I I thought it was good. The crowd was into it. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I liked everything about it other than the fact that CM Punk won, which honestly, by the end of it, I didn't even mind that. I mean, it's just, the way the match flowed, it it worked out. It was a great match. Yeah, it was a beautiful match,
0: hard hitting. Um, it's it's kind of hard to reconcile how this dude goes from getting squashed in about three minutes to having put on this twenty minute marathon match. But if you can just get past that and just focus on the belt to belt action, it was uh, it was beautiful. Uh, Marco, how'd you enjoy the main event?
2: Um, I thought it was I thought it was good too, but I think I think that match that squash match killed it for me more than anything. That match should have never happened. That um if def- that the interim match should have definitely happened at all out, um with Punk winning. I don't I d I, it was kinda like a misstep. I don't get why that even that even happened. Like why I didn't even do that match. Um, because yeah, me, I agree.
0: I I love Mox, and so I like I love it just because it let him be the first ever two time AW champion. But yeah. I agree, it added nothing. Like that match did nothing for the storyline or anything.
2: Yeah, it kind of it killed it for me. But like you guys said, definitely uh, was a great match between between the two. It was just it was just weird seeing like like CM Punk just like get his ass handed to him, um, just a few days, <laughs> a few like a week ago, and then you know now he's like Superman. Kicking the shit out of John Mox. It was just, it was just weird. But you know,
1: I I feel like that that Mox winning that that match ten days earlier was just to solidify like the summer that he had. Like he was the champ, champ. Like, that was, I, like his reward. I feel like that was the coronation of his summer of the summer of Mox is what we're gonna call it. Yeah. Um. I, I I don't know, man. I looking back on it, yeah, it was stupid that they did a straight up squash match and then ran it back ten days later. But I don't know, man, I I feel like that was that was Mox's reward was they let him be. I mean, that was the focus of that show was him him winning that title. Yeah, Yeah. so I I didn't looking back on it now. I don't I don't hate it as much as I did going into this. But I mean, still, it's up for argument.
0: Nah, and it's cool because, like, so sometimes when you have those, like, flash finishes like that, it just reminds you that, hey, anything can happen anytime. I think my issue is that they ran, like, the injury angle, you know what I mean, with CM Punk hitting that kick and then acting like he, you know, they made yeah. it appear to us watching at home like he broke his foot again, right? Yeah, yeah exactly. I think it would have been better if they did something akin to, like, Goldberg and Brock Lesnar at Survivor Series 2016, where Mox just gets lucky and somehow hits the Death Rider in the first couple minutes, you know what I mean? Hits, hits the Death Rider out of nowhere somehow, and then immediately gets him up and hits another one and then you just call it like a fluke right because that happens that happens in UFC that happens in boxing where somebody just catches one I think that would have been a little bit better story and flowed a little bit more into this match but either way it was great um and then we had the uh the post-match angle you know lights go out we hear the voicemail from Tony Khan to MJF and then uh MJF comes out and reveals himself man I know we were speculating all night we were thinking that they were gonna Kind of do some some wrestling, uh, you know, the, some fuzzy math on the rules, and, and let MJF cash in. Man, I, I honestly thought MJF was going to end up walking out with the belt, you know, either by making the match a triple threat or uh, or just coming out in the main event after the main event, and saying he wants a shot. Mm-hmm. Uh, Marco, what would you think of uh, all the shenanigans after the uh, after CM Punk got the belt back?
2: Yeah, that was a uh, it was it was interesting. I thought I thought there was a lot more to the to the show. Like you said, I thought something was going to happen, but when he came out with like still his, that gear he had on earlier in the night, um, I was thinking if he didn't take that whole time of the show to like actually change it to his gear and stuff like that. And, you know, maybe come out and do that cash in. If you want to use those for that phrase, um, then it wasn't going to happen. But, um, that crowd went freaking absolutely bonkers when he appeared. So, um, just foreshadowing. That's probably one of the other things that, uh, Piss mr cm punk off but we'll get to that shortly um but other than that um yeah i'm, I'm interested to see where this this storyline goes um you know they've they've already had their uh their storyline earlier this year and stuff like that so now that now a belt's involved so we'll see what happens with that
0: i wouldn't mind getting a uh mjf figure with the devil mask also because that was a pretty wicked look for him Be cool Jordan, uh, what do you think, man? Do you think they were going to find some way to uh, put that belt on MJF on Sunday night?
1: So, I, th- I thought about this a little bit today. Yeah, I 100% thought MJF was getting the belt last night. They f- they gave Punk his moment in front of his hometown fans. Um, so, I-, I guess that's what they were going for. And we probably should have all saw that coming, that they weren't going to take that moment away from him. Even though they kind of did with having MJF come out. Dude, like, literally, you could have told me, I 100% know this is happening, I traveled to the future, they were doing MJF chants in Chicago when CM Punk was in the ring, and I would have still told you you are full of shit. I thought that moment was, I don't know, man, that's, that's probably the biggest pop they've got since CM Punk came back. It was uh, surreal, dude,
0: CM Punk's in the center of the ring holding up the AW championship and the crowd is chanting MJF, yeah. MJF.
1: And let's all like think back three months ago. There was a lot of people that were convinced that MJF was not coming back. So the fact that they did it in Chicago right after Punk wins the title back is a uh, man. <laughs> they finally did some storytelling. So I yeah. really enjoyed it and I thought it was cool.
0: Yeah, I'm really excited to see where this goes over the next couple months um yeah good pay-per-view though i wouldn't put it up there and i I don't think it's one of their best it's still solid though the thing about AEW, they've never had a bad pay-per-view they load these shows down probably a little bit too many matches but if it's only four shows a year i say just do it dude you never want i mean these shows aren't cheap it's 50 bucks a pop to watch these and i don't think you ever want the viewers to uh to walk away from a show feeling like they didn't get their money's worth. I'd probably go a B, maybe a B plus for a letter grade on this one. How about you, Marco? Um,
2: Yeah, I'll go with B. I'll go, I'll go with a B on for... Uh,
0: like a strong B. That's kind yeah, of what I'm thinking, dude. I'm B. thinking like a really strong B or like a weak B plus. How about you, Jordan? What grade would you give this show?
1: <clears throat> I'm going to go B plus just because of majorly because of the ending. Um, I, I just thought MJF getting that pop was... I mean, that was the like when they used to say this is a moment. Like that was that's (laughs) is a moment. It's definitely something that's going to stick with you for a while that that happened. Um, Yeah, it was a cool. uh, I'm a big fan of
0: like they set the hook in that first match and then they give the payoff the end of the night. You know, I mean, we had like one storyline throughout the night.
1: Yeah, I was I was completely good with it. It was fun, like you said, fun show. You always know you're getting your money's worth when you order an AEW show, so I was good with it. All right, and
0: then let's get to the insanity of the post-show media scrum, which after all the shit they got kicked out last night, I wouldn't be surprised if they just stopped fucking doing these dudes. Like, <laughs> I mean, it's so CM Punk comes out, basically unprovoked, starts burying Colt Cabana, goes in on Hangman, airs out a bunch of dirty laundry with the Young Bucks. Uh, I don't think Kenny was really involved in that. It sounded like it was mostly just the Bucks. Yeah. And Tony Khan's sitting there right beside him. Tony Khan, he looked like he was, you know, through gritted teeth. He kind of just sat there and listened to it, but he definitely never piped up to try to do any damage control. He kind of just let CM Punk do his thing. We know, uh, I mean, I'll say it straight up, dude, dude's a mark for CM Punk, right? It feels like, Mm -hmm. it feels like Vince and Sean in 97 is the same as CM Punk and Tony Khan in, uh, 2022. Um, But it's completely overshadowed. Anything that happened on the show today, like that's all the IWC is talking about. You know, is it a work? Is it a shoot? What does this mean for AEW going forward? Um, Jordan, man, just kind of what? What's your take on this whole situation?
1: I, I don't know, man. It doesn't do anything for the people that were already thinking CM Punk was a complete asshole. That's definitely not helping his case. Um like like you said, I don't I don't know where this came from because I I understand why he brought up the hangman situation just because that was so fresh and that was only what two weeks ago. I I understood why he brought that up. I do not understand why he brought up the Colt Cabana situation. I didn't I thought that was completely unprofessional that he did that. And then I don't know, man, at some point. I I get what you're saying. Tony Khan is a complete CM Punk mark. But at some point, don't you have to, like, stand up for... I mean, Jesus, dude. If it wasn't for Kenny Omega, the Bucks, and Cody, this company does not exist. Like... 100%, dude. Dude, you, you have to stick up for those guys because I'm sorry, man. If you lose those guys... You've lost the entire foundation of that company, and that company is not going to survive without those three guys. It's just yeah, I mean, dude, those guys are executive vice presidents, dude. You know, Triple H is
0: licking his chops to get his mitts on the Bucks and Kenny Omega. <laughs> you you can't tell me they haven't been paying attention oh, to yeah. the treatment Cody's gotten since he went over. If they go over, Adam Cole is going to be right behind him, right? Adam Cole is best friends with those guys, like. Yeah, dude, freaking Hangman, Cody, Kenny, the Bucks, Jericho. To me, that's the heart and soul of AEW. And then sprinkle some Mox in there, right? Because Mox was the big reveal at the first pay-per-view. Um, yeah. Yeah, I'm with you, dude. Like that, And and because, Jordan, the fact that, like you said, he didn't see anything, that's what makes me think, like, maybe this is just a deep work, man. I don't know. What, what do you think, Marco? Where are you at on the work shoot aspect of this right now? Are we
2: are we didn't say anything about, about who, about uh... – the unprovoked. So the the Colt Cabana stuff isn't unprovoked at all. That's that's been a thing that's been brewing for like the past like month. Um, but when has Colt Cabana said anything publicly about no, CM Punk? No, no, no. So if you guys follow, um, like what's been like the behind the scenes stuff. So apparently, Hangman when he made that comment to CM Punk, that was in reference to how Cabana has been treated since CM Punk started with AEW, so he went yeah, he's from, been
0: moved over to ring of honor he went
2: from yeah he went from being on screen with the dark order to not being on screen anymore so a lot of that stuff people believe um people in the back uh believe that cm punk had something to do with Coca abanda being you know not utilized at all basically because of their you know previous dealings that happened over like 10 years ago right. in reference to what cm punk said i'm Sick and tired of talking to talking about this thing that happened 10 years ago. I haven't talked to this guy in 10 years. I don't know that. So that was his frustration. Yeah, but but
0: my thing is Colt Cabana has said nothing publicly. CM Punk's airing out dirty laundry about that. You know, it's talking about how his mom him and oh, his yeah, mom yeah, share a bank account yeah, yeah which that could be logical dude my dad's on my bank account man that's just because whenever i set it up at 18 my dad was like the one you know my dad helped me set up my first bank account and i've just never changed it man like he went in on that and was talking about how they subpoenaed colt cabana's mom yeah, like yeah. he thought that was going to make him look good and then colt cabana said hey can we drop this afterwards like i don't know i don't know what reason there was for airing that out other than you're just the biggest no, fucking asshole in the world. Yeah,
2: so my my thing is, I think there's a, you know, just from those tidbits within you know, the behind the scenes stuff, I think there's a lot more that goes into this, which leads me to believe that this is not a work. It's definitely a shoot. He's definitely shooting. I don't yeah. I don't see what he's, if you followed CM Punk's career, you should be not surprised that he is an asshole. That's a s- straight up what he is. It's not an excuse for who he is. It's just who he is. And from right. what I, from what I've with him, if he likes you, um, then he's like, you're good with him. Like that's, you know, you're his friend and, and that's it. But if you like cross him in any way, um, I think that's when he like loads on people. And that's what, I mean, from following him from his whole career, that's, what, that's what I've seen is basically anyone that gets in his way. Um, he's just going to bury the shit out of you and make himself look like, good. That's, <laughs> that's pretty much I don't so, I don't get why people are so surprised at what he said. Um,
0: yeah, it's just it's just shitty, it that, shitty. that's yeah. who this guy is and he's being put up as the top guy in AEW. Like Phil either Jordan Marco, chime in if I'm wrong. I've never heard of anybody else besides CM Punk having beef with Cole Cabana. Everything I've seen, Cole right. Cabana is yeah. a super fun loving, nice guy. People love him. I've never seen anybody having beef with Hangman Page. Everything we see in the public eye, Hangman seems like one of the most genuine like nice guys out there, and I haven't really seen anybody say they have beef with the Bucks, dude. Like some people complain about how the way they wrestle, but Eat Matt that. and Nick both seem super nice. I know, I know Matt and Nick have both messaged with Sheena a bunch on IG and stuff, like thanking her for promoting their stuff and everything. Um, yeah, dude, I. To me, like CM Punk's had issues with everybody he's ever worked with, man. It's like that old saying: like if you run into an asshole in the morning, then you ran into an asshole. If you run into assholes all day, then you're the asshole. Yeah, you he, know what I mean. And to me, CM Punk is just an asshole. That is just the word I would use to describe
2: him. <laughs> he see. He also seems like one of those dudes. If like, because he he mentioned this a lot about like not taking advice. Like, did if you guys if you guys watched it, he talked about like yeah. how the younger wrestlers don't take advice from the older. Which they, which you should like. You don't. For me, you don't walk into a company and and think you know everything. Like you start a new job, you're not. You don't know everything. You gotta. You gotta. You know, learn from everybody. You gotta. You gotta. And then obviously you will take what you learn from those people and you create your own lane or whatever. So I get. I get what he's saying with that, but to, you know, just like flat out, just, <laughs> just berate people because they don't do that is like. Unless they're doing it a lot – unless they're, like, doing it in front of people and, you know, they're making, you know, the legends that are working there look like pieces of shit. Like, if Arne Anderson walks up to one of the young bucks and says, hey, I was watching a match. Maybe you should do this. And they're like, fucking get out of here, old man. I don't want to listen to you. If they're doing that, then, yeah, it's I, I think it's warranted. But if it's just, like, you know, CM Punk trying to give advice and they're like, fuck you. I hate you, CM Punk. And he takes it personal, that's that's on him for me personally. Anyway, like, they don't want to take your advice. Stop
1: crying about it. They don't like you. <laughs> That's pretty much what it is. I mean, I I feel like I don't know, man. It's it just if if what they are saying online today is true, and Nick Jackson got knocked out by somebody throwing a chair after when this scuffle happened, like, dude, Tony Khan is gonna have to pick a side. He cannot play both sides on this. Like, yep. and I'm sorry if, if he picks a side other than the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega, he's a complete idiot. I, I just. I get it, dude. CM Punk sells tickets. I get it. Dude, at some point you have to have some fucking morals and this dude is clearly an asshole who has no problem airing his shit out on post scrums like I don't know, man. I just if if Tony Khan is as much of an idiot as everyone's making him out to be <laughs> and he truly lets Kenny Omega and the young bucks walk They should burn this fucking company to the ground. I'm dead serious. I I don't care what anyone says about the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega. Say what you want about the way they wrestle. Dude, Kenny Omega, whatever, we're not going to get into this talk right now. If he's not number one, he's the number two wrestler in the world.
0: Yeah, Yeah. agreed.
1: Dude, you're an idiot. Like This is your meal ticket, and you're siding with a guy who literally got himself kicked out of WWE, whatever, he took his ball and went home. 10 years ago, and now he's doing the same shit again now. Like, dude, at some point, somebody's got to say something and be like, hey, dude, this is not okay. This is not your company, it's my company. Yep. Dude, bro, you gave me
0: goosebumps with that take, dude. Yeah, I agree 100%, man. The other thing, dude, Kenny and the and the Bucks were worldwide superstars when they came in. They didn't win the belts when they first showed up. They oh. were putting people over left and right, man. Yep. Kenny put Hangman over. Kenny made Hangman, you know, a main eventer. Um, who has CM Punk put over since he showed up? He has gone. he talked about wanting to work with young talent, help him out. He's gone over everybody since he showed up, dude. I think TK is just a hardcore mark for this guy, man. I think you know the the age lines up right. That he, you know he was right in the wheelhouse for during CM Punk's prime in WWE for CM Punk to be like oh, his yeah. dude. Yeah. And I think that you know once he got him re-signed, that was that was obviously a, a huge get for AEW, yeah. right? Getting this guy out of a seven-year hiatus to come back and wrestle. And I think he's just infatuated with him, man. I think I legit think that AEW is in a much worse place. Um, after the year of CM Punk in the company than they were before, man, and it makes me sad because I loved AEW, man, I fucking loved AEW so much, and like I don't want to watch it as much. Why this guy is on top of the company, man, and it, it bums me out. He,
2: he, you know what he does too a lot. What I noticed, I watch that like whole scrum uh, for Tony Khan. Like he seems like he obviously he owns the company, right? He owns AEW, but he doesn't run it. There's a difference between those two things so it seems like he owns the company but when it comes to like just sit next to cm punk and let him say whatever he doesn't run it like if he was like the legit boss he would have got up and said hey that's you shouldn't be talking about that on like you know something just like you know try to cut him off a little bit don't ap- he apologized to CM Punk during <laughs> it did you did you guys yeah. see this oh, yeah no, it, sorry, was, it, it was horrible it was fault. it's like well who why, why the you're the boss you don't you but vince McMahon sit next to fucking like anyone, any one of those guys, not even no, he apologize for something. He'd be like,
0: I saw somebody on Twitter. They said that, uh, they said CM Punk is Hollywood Hulk Hogan and Tony Khan is Eric Bischoff. And I was like, dude, fucking nailed it, man. Cause right now, AEW reminds me so much of like 1999 WCW with just, you know, the inmates are running the asylum The backs, you know, there's all kinds of like work shoot stuff that they try to do and it just creates confusion, right? That's the thing. I, you know, I'm still not convinced either way. If this is, if it's a shoot, then it's just unprofessional and ugly, right? If it's a work, it's just confusing because it doesn't make sense with anything else we've seen on screen, right? Like, there's been no, on screen in kayfabe, there's been absolutely no interaction or mention of CM Punk and Colt Cabana. So why would you even make that part of the storyline now? And like, Dude, he, why, he didn't even mention MJF, right? MJF exactly. made this super dramatic, epic return. Like, he should have been talking about MJF at at the end of at, the show. I don't think MJF got mentioned in the whole freaking no, scrum. No, he didn't.
2: Yeah. That's why I think it's a shoot and it's not a work. Because if it was a work, he would have thrown in MJF at some point. He did – well, he did uh, – Uh, they did talk about, like, you know, the future, you know, world title match between the two. And uh, he goes – and uh, Tony Khan's like, yeah, it's going to happen and then CM Punk said something like, Oh, because he likes he likes me to work with pricks, that's why. And then and then <laughs> fucking Tony Cotton's face. Like fucking, he just like did this like close his eyes or did the swallow. Like like fuck like he was just like he literally he wanted to say something, but like you said, he's kind of such a mark for the dude and kinda yeah. has no balls essentially, if you want to put it that way. I mean, like I mean, I have no I've never ran a business in my life. Uh, but him him just he, he just succumbs to like anything. Like uh, when, when Swerve and Lee were out there doing their part and they were talking about like, you know, they, someone legit asked a question. Hey, uh, did you see uh, people on Twitter saying that you guys should have caught it, called an audible um, and had the acclaimed win. So they actually brought that up, you know, as they're talking about this win. And then, and then Tony kind goes, yeah, I think that, um, I think at grand slam, I think we're going to run it back. Maybe that that's a good idea. Right guys. And they both look at him like, What the fuck are you talking about? We didn't agree (laughs) to this. Like, why why, why are you just... Like, we just let this match simmer. Let this, like... People call this the greatest match, like...
0: Let them bask in. Yeah,
2: let them bask in the glory. Not to, you know, no pun. But, like...
0: And the thing is, like, dude, you know, Swerve and Keith Lee, they got to keep the belts... The acclaim didn't come out of the night any worse off for losing, dude. The acclaim leveled up on Sunday night, exactly. And people, but going back to going back to Punk, dude. I'll say this, man. If Colt Cabana is not swinging on this motherfucker (laughs) on site. He is a better man that's, than me, dude. That's like, great beef. Man. I mean, we've we've seen CM Punk fight for real, dude. Like it ain't nothing to be intimidated by, dude. If I'm if I'm Boom Boom Colt Cabana, I, that dude, Colt CM Punk just hit my terminate on site list, man. Like, <laughs> which speaking of which, supposedly there was a skirmish between the Bucks and CM Punk afterwards. Uh, Jordan, what do you make of all that, man?
1: Yeah, I mentioned it that Nick Jackson apparently got hit with a chair and got knocked out. So I don't know, man. I again. <laughs> <laughs> Tony Khan better pick a fucking side, because I'm telling you right now, Young Bucks leave and Kenny Omega leaves. That company's doomed. I, I don't care what anyone says. That company is doomed. Losing Cody is already bad enough. Say what you want about him. They cannot lose Young Bucks and Kenny Omega or else that company's doomed. Did you? Yeah.
0: Cody looks like a fucking genius for walking out when he did at this point, man. He goes, I, just uh, feel,
1: um, I feel like this has been going on a really long time, and I feel like that's why Cody left. Yeah, I feel I like he could see it happening because it's pretty clear that Tony Khan has no idea what he's doing half the time, maybe 90% of the time. He's
0: dude. I think he's a Dude, it seems like in, I don't know if he's got anything like, you know, he's on the spectrum or whatever, like Tom said on a turnbuckle debate <laughs> one time, but like there's clear he's clearly not normal, right? He doesn't just his mannerisms and the way he acts. He doesn't seem like a normal dude. Like, how we do, man. I mean, I really, it really does feel like this is a super rich kid, right? It's a fucking billionaire's kid, which is awesome, dude. Like, yeah, obviously we all wish we could be in that position. And it seems like he's running a fig fed, dude, right? Like he's like, oh, I got my new action figure, dude. Let me book this guy. I want him to win the belt, you know? And like, it's like how we imagine we would run. It it really does seem like a fan is running it. You know what I mean? But there's real life people and personalities and real life shit that goes into it behind the scenes. Yeah. No, yeah, I know I know Chad on Terminal Tavern, you know, we got we got a Pod Foundation group chat we have going where we getting some pretty heated discussions. He was saying he's, you know, more into AW than ever after this and I get that because there's like that guilty pleasure aspect where it is intriguing, right? Anybody that says this stuff isn't at least intriguing, um they're lying cuz you want to see what's going to happen next, right? And you want to see if any of this backstage chaos spills into what's on screen and and vice versa, but Even that being said, I prefer when I watch wrestling, dude, I like to sit down and even though I hope it doesn't sound too corny, but I like to go back to just being a 10 year old kid watching Monday Night Raw and like just suspend my disbelief and let me just watch some pro wrestling and be entertained by what's on the screen. Um, I don't know. What what do you what about you, Jordan? Are you are you does the backstage stuff like does it do it for you, man, or or does this shit turn you off?
1: So. I'm with you. Like, I want to just sit there and be entertained when I'm watching it. The problem is, is the internet, dirt sheets, and all that stuff have made it so that you can't do that anymore. Like, stuff comes out no matter what. So, I don't know, man. I feel like there's a lot of money to be made off of this if they do it the right way. Um, But, again, I mean this can't happen every time they have a pay-per-view or a media scrum like this, this can't be a normal thing. Cause at some point it's going to get old and it's going to be like, Jesus, this is WCW 1999. And that cannot happen because I mean, when WCW went down, it went down quick. Like it wasn't like yeah. a short death. It, it was quick. I mean, it wasn't a long death. It was a quick death. Like, yeah, I don't,
0: yeah, they went from being on top, like doing numbers nobody had ever seen before, to being out of business three years later. Man, like, yeah, it was it was very fast.
1: Yeah, got to be they got to be careful. And I don't know, man. I'm interested. It, he's not Chad is not wrong. This is going to be interesting to see how it unfolds because Tony Khan is not going to be able to keep this all under wraps at this point now. If he's going to keep it under wraps, he could have done it last night, but it's too late for that now. Yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah. media that, that was. Yeah. Insanity, no, man. No
2: media scrums for uh from now on, Tony. If you listen <laughs> to this or any any uh, AEW people listen to this, stop with the media scrums. Especially Tony Tony Storm just fucking burying Thunder Rosa too. Did you see that? that Dude, whole, no, what did she say? She um so basically they asked her so the whole her whole leaving cause she's injured was obvious they there's everyone saying it's uh it's you know she's not really injured, she just didn't want to put I've heard that she just didn't want to put Tony Storm over that that first mm-hmm. time they had that match. So she said, uh, they asked her about, she goes, well, when she's, you know, back from her her injury, um, she can come back and she can lose to me, like she was going to do before or some shit like that. So basically, they, like, you know, in quotations, like her injury, like she can just come back and lose to me when she's when she's ready to come back some shit okay, like that. So,
1: so that's one I don't mind that they're bringing that to the forefront because... Dude, it's pretty freaking obvious that the girls in back do not like Thunder Rosa. Like, I don't think they like ac- each other. I don't she think any of well, the girls. Thunder Rosa has <laughs> been accused of tanking multiple matches, and Tony Storms was one of them. Yeah. And then apparently Jamie Hader was about to beat her ass backstage, and she hid in the bathroom until everyone I worked. heard about that. <laughs> so, like, dude, I don't know. Thunder Rosa is not coming out of this looking like a a rose per se. Like this this is not yeah. good for Thunder Rosa.
0: Yeah, I don't mind that as much either. Like, I don't mind like the the blurring the lines, right? Like between like the what what's real life and what's kayfabe, because that's when wrestling's great. It's when you're just straight up fucking pissing on the line and jumping across <laughs> and like CM bug did when I get turned off a little bit. Uh, we've already gone way too long on this show. We're approaching the hour mark. When we were kind of game planning this thing before, we said it was going to be a little bit of a shorter <laughs> yeah, right? episode since. Since Sheen dog, you know we don't got the crown jewel, we don't got the star, the uh, the engine that powers this whole thing with us tonight. Uh, but we're about an hour deep, so we'll, before we go to the beverage break, I'm gonna put it on Marco. Just give us a straight yes or no: Is MJF going to win the AW Championship at Full
2: Gear? Ooh, I'm gonna I'm gonna say yes, judging <laughs> depending on what happens. Uh, from now until Sam I mean, pulled
0: I didn't be in the company. For all we know, yeah, I'm gonna
2: I'm gonna say if it's if, you know, just by going by what Jordan is saying, you know, they definitely he definitely has to there has to be a choice, a line drawn in the sand, as they say. And if this gets any worse, or gets any more out of hand, um, leading up to full gear, yeah, he's he, yeah, I think uh, I think MJF is
1: he he's not winning it at full gear he's winning it at grand slam in 2 weeks <laughs> ooh with the, uh, the new york home crowd no i'm dead serious dude that that's going to be the biggest crowd they're going to have the rest of the year that that stadium is gigantic but the- and that's mjf's hometown dude they're pulling the trigger now I, did we see cm punk come back after that or no, is that gonna, is it I, you, I think we're watching the final days of cm punk because uh, okay, if Tony Khan really is a jackass and he doesn't pick a side, then no, we're not seeing the final days of CM Punk. Which I don't think he's a complete jackass, and he knows what he has to do. So yeah. I, I feel like we're watching the final days of CM Punk.
2: Damn,
0: fuck, dude! You got you just got me hyped for Grand Slam, dude. <laughs> I I think Jordan, I think you need to swing in from Omaha and pick me up. Let's go up, Marco. You meet us <laughs> in New York, man. We'll fucking we'll do it up,
2: dude.
0: Oh my! All man. right, let's. Uh, that was a that was. I was not expecting us to go an hour deep on AEW, man. But that was a, that was a fun conversation. Let's, uh, let's have a drink, bring it down a notch. All right. It's time for the weekly beverage break where we tell you guys what we are sipping on while we podcast, uh, Marco, you can get started, man. What are you drinking?
2: I am sipping on a uh, Broken Skull IPA, an old an old favorite of the uh, the Chick Foley show. Haven't uh haven't seen these around in a while, so decided to stop in in one of the local liquor stores to see if there was any hanging around. And lo and behold, it was there. So glad I got it, yeah.
0: I have no, that, that's basically the official craft beer, the chick Foley show. Yeah. Um, I think Miller White's kind of our, our official basic beer. Um, yeah, I, I'm with you, dude. There's nowhere local for me to get it. So I'm probably going to get on Craft Shack here in a little bit and just order like, you know, like three or four cases of it, man, to uh, to get stocked up for a while to, to help cover on that expensive shipping. Uh, Jordan, what are you drinking, man?
1: <laughs> Jordan is going to disappoint this week. So, uh, man... I have drank from Friday night until today at about six o'clock. I had a fancy draft today. I was drinking double makers and Coke. So Jordan is drinking Gatorade and water right now because uh, my body is shutting down. Wow, man. I have <laughs> never known you.
0: I, I've been friends with this guy for 11 years. I've never known him to uh, to turn down a drink. So that had to just be a hellified weekend of drinking.
1: I mean, dude, I went to the Husker game. That was about a 12-hour drinking session on Saturday. Yesterday, I drank from basically 10 o'clock in the morning till 2 o'clock in the morning. And then today, I drank double Makers and Cokes all day. So, my body is hurting badly. I'm like sweating just sitting here. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> wow. I, like if we were on video right now like dude I, I basically am just sitting here just drenched in sweat right now
0: <laughs> do you get you got the tarp off dude or you still got your oh, shirt there, on
1: there's no tarp on brother like i barely <laughs> got shorts on right now
2: <laughs>
0: dude, so i had dressed up a little bit to go down to the neighbors because they got a pool so most of the time when i'm down there i'm in like swimming trunks and a t-shirt or whatever, and we went down there for a little cookout tonight i was like oh, let me put on some real clothes I came back and I was getting changed into, you know, some comfy cozies to podcast and I briefly considered going just in the boxer briefs, dude, but I did throw some shorts on, man. So I'm, I'm rocking the Ace Ventura chocolate shorts, but yeah, I'm sure it was too, dude. So we got some, there's some definite man meat in the uh, in the air for this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> we're just we're getting the fucking testosterone flowing, man. I'm sure the listeners, they, the testosterone is coming through the fucking earphones right now with, uh, with just me and Jordan and Marco here. Uh, I'm drinking uh ghost river brewing company. It's called ghost river gold. It's just their standard golden ale. Uh, they're, a, they're a crap brewery here in Memphis, and this is basically like their trademark beer. So uh, it's pretty standard, but it is 6% alcohol, so it hits pretty hard. And uh, yeah, it's going to get me powered through the rest of this show. Uh, NXT Worlds Collide. So this is the end of NXT UK. Um, I, I feel guilty, man, that NXT UK is going away because I loved what I watched. Like the few NXT UK takeovers were always awesome to me. Yeah. And the times that I would remember to watch like the weekly show, it was it was great. It was like just right exactly in my niche of like wrestling that I liked. Um, But, you know, even that being said, I forgot to watch it most weeks. Uh, What about you guys, man? What was you guys like, Marco, what was your NXT UK uh, intake like? Did you uh, ignore it? Did you uh, just forget about it? What was your deal?
2: Um, I didn't forget about it. Um, I tried to catch it as as much as I could. It wasn't i'll be honest it definitely wasn't on my like rotation of uh of shows obviously with like aew and raw smackdown um but yeah it, it for what i've for what i did watch or what i did keep up with um it, it was it was amazing dude like, i i think i've always I said loved like it man like I, i've always said like it, it was like you know if you were kind of disappointed what wwe was doing at at the time um you know before you know when vkm was in charge Um, You could definitely watch um, NXT UK and get that like that wrestling you needed. Um, Yes, it was. It wasn't like sports and it wasn't sports entertaining. It was more like, you know, it was more wrestling based more professional wrestling based on that show. So, uh, yeah, no, definitely. It it definitely is. it, It definitely does suck that it's gone, man. Yeah,
0: man. I I came up on Southern Wrestling, like NWA, like USWA, Saturday Morning Wrestling and stuff. I've always been a fan of like small stories, right? Like give me a few that last three or four weeks. It doesn't always got to be some grand spectacle, man. Um, And it just, I don't know, that's kind of like my sweet
1: spot. Uh, Jordan, how about you? Were you you a big NXT UK fan? So... Man, the beginning of it, I watched a ton of it because those first 20, 25 episodes, that was just straight up British strong style wrestling. Like, dude, awesome. there was some straight up slappers in there. Um, watching Walter, uh, Tyler Bate. I mean, dude, they they stacked those early shows. It was so good. COVID did this show no favors at all, man. It yeah. just, because I mean, they just stopped doing them. Like, they, they weren't doing anything. So. I don't know. It, it sucks that it's over. And I wish I would have spent more time, like actually watching it other than those first 20, 25 episodes. Cause you guys are right, man. There was, there was a lot of good wrestling there. And anytime those guys would come over to NXT USA, I mean, it was, uh, they always impressed. I mean, it, it sucks that it's gone, but I, I get what they're doing. So
0: I feel like it's, uh, That'd be like a nice little thing to binge watch, right? Like if you, uh, you know, five or ten years from now, if you want to go back, just start in, you know, start in 2018. Or I can't remember if it was 18 or 19 when the weekly show started and just basically binge watch the entire NXT UK history because it was really cool. I don't know what this NXT Europe is going to end up being, if it even ends up being a thing. But it's got its work cut out for it to live up to uh, to UK. Yeah. Uh, Ricochet and uh, Carmelo Hayes, oh. man. Dude. That was, I I think that's like a low key. I don't think it's going to win, but that was a hell of a, that was a match of the year contender. I think that was price to me. Second to uh, a match. We're going to talk about on the next show for, for match of the weekend. Like I thought they freaking rocked the house. Oh yeah.
2: They were, uh, they, they, uh, I I said, I was like this. I mean, if that, that should have been the, I mean, obviously, you know, you want the, you want the, you know, the main champion on last night. That could have definitely been a main event or a co-main event. Um, that that match right there. I mean, you knew you're gonna get something special with both of those guys. Um, and when you, my thing is when you, when you put Ricochet in those in that like situation and those ele- that element, dude, he's in a fucking show and prove, dude. Like he yeah. even even on a when he was on NXT, they did they did some promo work um, before that match. He, he was actually good on the mic. Like he's he's definitely yeah. improving a lot a lot more. But that match, man. If if you don't if you're not a believer in Ricochet. Have to see in that match. I don't know. I don't. I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. And Carmelo. I mean, that dude's a. He's a. He's a future champion, dude. He's. i yeah. put him up there with Montez, dude. As far as, as yeah. winning the WWE Championship at some point.
0: Yeah, that was an awesome match. I. I it, part of me going into it, I thought Ricochet was going to win just because Carmelo is so main roster ready. Like, yeah. I, he's probably right up there with Braun and Tyler. Bate is like the next guy's ready to go for Raw or SmackDown. Um. Yeah. Just. Hell of a match. Uh we saw Mandy Rose become the unified Mm. women's championship match. Like, dude, she's on the hell of a right now. She's closing closing in on a year with the belt. Uh Jordan, what do you think, man? We know that she's still got some shortcomings in Ring. Do you think that she can translate and go up to a Raw or SmackDown, or is she just gonna be an NXT superstar for the foreseeable future? Um yeah, man, I just
1: you're a women's wrestling expert, so we're trusting your yep, opinion on exactly. <laughs> this. Dude, I I feel like she's gotten obviously 10 times better than what she was on the main roster. Like, I feel like her moveset has gotten so much better. Um, She just she just looks more comfortable in the ring. I And I feel like NXT kind of has helped her so much, just like her style of the way she wrestles. I don't know if it's, if she's going to translate to the main roster, though. I, I just have a bad feeling that she would get lost in the shuffle again. I mean, she's like the ideal, like, um, Attitude Era diva, though, right? I mean, yeah. dude, she's gorgeous, and she can wrestle. I mean, it it sucks but because I do think she'll get lost if she gets called up again because this has been an, a spectacular run. And, yeah, I went back and watched that match, and it was really, really good.
0: Yeah, she's improved a lot in ring, Um, but yeah, she she kind of feels perfect for NXT 2.0. She kind of fits that vibe, so I wouldn't be mad at her staying down there, but if I had my way, I would have her get called up, not just to Raw or SmackDown. I want her on AW Dynamite. I want her on Rampage. I want her on NJPW Strong, NWA Power. Basically, anywhere they're broadcasting wrestling, get Mandy Rose on screen for about five minutes, and I'm going to be watching, man. Yeah. Let's go to the main event: Tyler Bate and Braun
1: Breaker. What do you guys think of this match? It was good. It's hard hitting. Dude, Tyler Bate can wrestle anybody. I'm convinced. I, they can put him in there with a board, and I'm going to somehow be entertained. <laughs> like, dude, Tyler Bates, awesome. I. I really, really hope that that dude gets called up to the main roster eventually because I do feel like he can do some stuff. I don't feel like he's going to be like a main champion, but Intercontinental and U.S. title runs are definitely – they seem like that would be in his future because that dude's awesome.
0: I think he could be – dude, I agree, and I would double down. I think he could be a, a world champ, dude. I, I thought that he was – I was expecting him to win just because Braun seemed so main roster ready. I think he was getting called up, but since yeah. he lost, dude – Put him on Raw or SmackDown this week, man. I love Tyler Bate. I've been a fan of his since 2017 when he emerged as the first uh, the first NXT UK champ. Dude can go. I, I you know me and Sheena talk about it all the time. I'm like I don't know how he hasn't gotten called up already. He can go. On, he's good on the mic. He's amazing in ring, and he's just got that natural charisma. I feel like people will root for him. Uh, you know, even it's always a little bit of an uphill battle battle for a foreigner. Yeah. Um, but I feel like people will get behind him as a as a baby face on the main roster, easy.
2: Yeah, I totally agree with that. Definitely, and uh, I th- I mean, we you can't overlook Braun Breaker either. That dude's definitely like he's grown, um, ever since he's he's taken that title, dude. Like his his in ring work's definitely got a lot better. He definitely looks a lot more solid, to in ring. I mean, Can- he, that that can't get overlooked as well.
1: I want to say one thing about Braun, and I I kind of have started to notice it lately, and I might be completely off on this. I feel like he needs to stay in NXT a little bit longer, because <laughs> if you notice the matches that I don't want to say he struggles, but he doesn't look as good as against the bigger guys. He wrestles really well against those like average size guys. You know, I mean, I'm not saying like he right. can only wrestle well against small guys, but. I feel like he's still pretty green. So, like, there's still a lot of things he needs to work on. So, I feel like him staying in NXT is the right move for now. Oh, yeah. Um, Because, I don't know, man. I just... I don't think that him and um, just the bigger guys is going to hit the same on the main roster. Like, I mean... A little spoiler alert, but Braun came back tonight. And I, dude, I can't imagine Strowman and Braun Breaker wrestling right now. <laughs> no, like, God, I oh just, God, no. dude, I feel like Braun Breaker <laughs> would just get destroyed.
2: Yeah. And yeah. I, he,
1: I, uh, he still
0: needs a little bit of work. He's super green. I, me, my biggest thing. I just want a name change, dude. He was going by Rex Steiner on the Southern Indies before he got snapped up by NXT. I feel like Rex Steiner hits so much harder than Braun Breaker, man. I feel like that's like just a really great ring name, and, it, and you know it calls back to uh, his heritage with his uh, yep. his dad and his uncle. Yeah, yeah, and it
1: ain't like they don't know, own those naming rights. Like, dude, Jesus, just give the people what they want. Like, he he can be a Steiner. He doesn't have to be. I mean, they don't have to name him Rick Steiner Jr. Like, dude, just him being Rick Steiner is fine. They brought Rick Steiner on screen,
0: so they've established that he's a Steiner. They allude to, you know, his His music is like an homage to Scott Steiner's interest music. Like, dude, I just feel like Rex Steiner is an awesome ring name as opposed to Braun Breaker, which sounds like a a fucking Marvel character (laughs) or a fucking Game (laughs) of Thrones
1: character. Yeah. Braun Breaker of Chains.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right. It feels like it's about a week and a half ago at this point, but let's go all the way back to Saturday with Clash at the Castle. First off, hats off to uh, Cardiff. Dude, they packed the house. Yeah. The arena looked great. I, I don't think they had half of it tarped off like at SummerSlam.
1: I think that was a uh, a full sellout. What'd you think, Jordan? Yeah, it was definitely a full sellout. Crowd looked great. They can't they can't uh, wait as long next time to go back to the UK for a uh, for a pay per view because man, they they put it down, dude. And, and UK fans get into their wrestling, so I, I hope they do it again.
0: Yeah, I've been watching that on uh, the so I still prefer the old WWE network. But one cool thing about Peacock, they put those like curated um collections on there and i've been kind of binging the across the pond so i've watched like rebellion 2002 machine to watch insurrection 2001 like yeah dude those uk pay-per-views like they're always kind of like glorified house shows but it's so much fun because the crowd is is just super hype and and i agree i'm down for once a year dude if we're giving the freaking saudis a show once a year we can go to the uk (laughs)
1: once a year right hey do you guys think so since you brought up the saudi thing do you guys think now that Vince is no longer in charge, those start to fade away a little bit? Yeah, uh, I'll say money talks, so.
0: bullshit walks, man. Mm-hmm. I think they're still going to Saudi, dude.
1: But do you think, think they're so? going to do two a year? I don't. No, nah, so. I think
0: it's going to be once a year, dude. Okay. Once a year, get that money uh, and, and just keep it moving. And I think it'll be less of a focus on it. I think they'll still probably be they'll still probably be presented as like a big deal, but I think once it get, comes to it, it'll be like a glorified house show, you know? Yeah, because I just. Uh, they, it's just a bad
1: look doing business with the Saudis. Yeah,
2: they have one this year, right? It's after. Is it after Survivor Series?
1: Yeah, is they're there, doing Crown Jewel again, right? Yeah, I think. Yeah, it's it should be. Right? It should be
0: before Survivor Series. We should have Extreme Rules, then the Saudi Show, oh, okay. and then Survivor Series. Yeah,
2: I think they have to finish out that contract that they had, or I think this might be the last show for the year, this right? This is the
1: last, this is the last show, is is the, <laughs> the contract has not been re-signed yet, that's why Yeah, I said. so
2: I don't think, ah, it might not happen then, if they haven't
1: it, You gotta remember, man, they're a
0: publicly traded company, these, if they weren't publicly traded, yeah, I think they'd probably pass because it's bad optics, right, just because Saudi, you know, without going too much into it there's just a whole lot of negative stuff that comes into doing business with those guys. But at the end of the day, their number one responsibility is turning in a a profit for their shareholders. And dude, the Saudi checks, cash, man, those, those (laughs) checks, those checks ain't bouncing, dude. Those checks are heavy. So we'll see. Uh, And yeah, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see what happens with it. I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be shocked to see that, uh, that arrangement continue though, because it has been pretty profitable for, for WWE the past few years uh Seamus and Gunther went at it fucking rock dude first off hats off to Gunther bring back uh Giovanni Vinci the former Fabian yeah. Aichner for the uh to, to reform Imperium I thought it was so cool having him and Seamus just going eye to eye while all the goons are brawling <laughs> around side by side and then that match just fucking rocked. I I think that was Sheamus' best match ever. Uh, Marco, what would you think of this one?
2: Oh man that 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 was that was in the lead for match of the week match of the weekend for me anyway. Out of all out of all the shows that I that, that were on during the weekend, um, I I think I said this on the Raw down too when we were kind of previewing it. I was like I was like you're gonna you're gonna need Tylenol and probably ibuprofen after watching that match. <laughs> just watching it was you, you're gonna get the shit kicked out of you and. I, I was not I was not wrong like that they literally did a number on it like sheamus's chest was off like it was it was gross um it was it was almost like it was almost like Cody level swelling at one point like it not as bad as Cody's but it was pretty bad but um yeah man just you just to get two brutes in there like that that can actually wrestle first and foremost um and at the same time be, they can go into the brawling thing too as well. Um, and I think we don't give, I was thinking about this too. We don't give Sheamus enough credit. Um, he's been really good for a long he's time. He's consistent, dude. Like he's, he, and, and another person too, like obviously he wasn't on this pay-per-view, but, but the Miz, he's kind of like the Miz in the sense where they're so consistent. Um, and you, you just you can't take him, him for granted yeah, after a while. You just expect them to do what they're going to do. But like they've been showing and proven, like the matches that the Miz has had on Monday Night Raw, not to like take this away from Sheamus, but he's been, he's been killing it, dude. You would think him and AJ Styles would be a good matchup, and he they they fucking proved us wrong with that. Um, same thing with Sheamus; like you can literally, he's one of those guys you can put him in the ring with anybody, and you're gonna get like you're gonna get a good match out of him. I mean, I don't think he's had a mm-hmm. like a like a bad bad match at all in my in my opinion anyway, and this just proves it.
0: Jordan, where do you think Sheamus is gonna fall out like all time legacy wise once he hangs up the boots? Um.
1: I mean, this is the tough thing because, like like Marco was just saying, he is definitely underrated for what he does. I really felt like this would have been a perfect uh, retirement match for him, honestly. Just him yeah. getting the standing ovation at the end and stuff. Um, he Um He's a great
0: wrestler. I feel like he kind of suffers from the era he came up. You know, he had his peak. In that like 2010 to 2012 era that I don't think he's really looked back on very fondly at all well, by wrestling fans. Yeah. And the
1: bigger, the biggest problem is like nobody really cared about him at that point either is the bigger problem. Um, we always, we knew it was triple H's guy, but I mean, that's basically all we knew about him. I, I've liked Sheamus from the beginning. I thought he's, um, his character has always been good. I, I've enjoyed him as far as bigger dudes go. Um, I mean, for WWE, top 50 for bigger guys.
0: Yeah, I could see that. He's like he's in the I don't know if he's like an all time great. He's like an all time good.
1: Yeah, he's I mean, he's probably 40 ish for for bigger guys. Like, I mean, shit for Irish wrestlers. He's definitely in the top five. I mean, if you look at his stats, he's great. dude. I remember it was
0: uh, it was about a year, maybe a year and change we had a big argument in the group chat about Sheamus or the British Bulldog, right? Like we had, oh. there was one camp. <laughs> you guys remember that yeah. epic pod foundation debate, dude, where it was like, cause Sheamus has got the stats, right? He's a world champ multiple times. He's won money in the bank, won, you know, intercontinental championship, us championship. all Or no, he's missing the intercontinental, but he's won the us championship. Had a hell of a tag team run with Cesaro, but it's like, what moments do you think of with Sheamus? You know, and I—that's I, why I said, you know, Bulldog. I'd still put Bulldog over Sheamus. Um dude, so I don't know. Yeah, Sheamus is a weird one because his resume—if his, you just look on paper—he's like an all-time legend. But yeah, it hasn't ever really connected with the fans in
1: that way until recently. He okay. So just because I was curious, because we were looking at this, this dude was ranked number five on the PWA 500 in 2012. That's pretty freaking impressive for yeah. him. Yeah. Hell yeah! Like, dude, top five of the year. I mean, granted that that era is not going to be looked back on fondly, but damn, dude, that dude was top five.
2: Yeah,
0: he was one of the best five in the world at one point.
2: Impressive.
0: Yeah, he's he's sneaky, man, because he's hung around so long, and and like Marco said, he's just been so so consistent. Is is like an upper mid card slash like lower main event type guy. Um, but yeah, I was gl- it was really great to see him get his moment, get that huge standing ovation after that. Just Fucking banger of a match he had against Gunther. The,
1: the only people in 2012 that were ranked above him was CM Punk, Bobby Roode, Cena, and Daniel Bryan. That's pretty fucking impressive. Yeah.
0: Yeah. That's some good company to be in. Uh, did you guys notice when Dom... Turned heel when he he kicked Edge in the nuts so hard that he lost his shoe. Did you guys see <laughs> yeah, that? Yeah. <laughs> I
1: mean,
0: his shoe literally disappeared in the Edge's scrotum, dude.
2: And yeah, he just <laughs> fucking toss it aside. And then he just took the other one off after. He just like took the other shoe off right yeah, after he did it. Does,
1: is this doing anything for anyone? I I just Don Mysterio is just like creator wrestler number five.
0: Yeah, he's. I like the idea of Rey Mysterio's son being a wrestler, but Dom's just not it, dude. I I still stand by my. Uh, yeah, I had I had this take a couple years ago on the podcast. At this point, you can go back and listen to it. I said that once the whole storyline with Seth and, and Buddy Murphy or whatever ran its course, he should have just went down to NXT and been Prince because you know Ray is is uh, Spanish for King. He just should have went down and just been Prince Mysterio for a couple years yeah. in NXT to hone his craft and then come back up. Um yeah, I I I am I hope I'm wrong because I never want to root for anybody to fail, but I feel like once this storyline runs its course, he's done, dude. I I wouldn't I would not be shocked if a year from now Dom is not in WWE anymore cuz what's he really going to do? You know what I mean without Ray by his side?
1: True. I yeah, this the whole judgment day thing for me is just I don't know. I'm just kind of over it at this point.
0: They keep losing, man. We saw them lose at SummerSlam. We saw them lose at Clash at the Castle. And it was a good, it was a fun moment. I like, you know, they were kind of like the laughing hyenas as Dom turned heel all sitting there. But it's like. Dude, you guys just lost to these fucking old dudes, man. Like, y'all are <laughs> supposed to be fucking killers, right? Um, so, I don't know, man. I, I still like Judgment Day. I do like Finn, Damian Priest, and Rhea as a faction, but but they need to start getting some dubs, dude. Like, they have been losing. I mean, Damian Priest lost his one-on-one match with Edge, dude. Like, Edge is fucking old, man. Like, you should be able to beat him, Damian Priest.
1: Um, I feel like Finn is going backwards in this in this, uh, in Judgment Day, I, I feel like he is not progressing at all. I feel like he's getting worse. Might just be, yeah. I just, I don't know. Dude. No, I'm
0: with you. I mean, is the star of Judgment Day. is the one that's jumping off the screen. Rhea's, I feel like is the one that's getting the biggest crowd reactions out of this group. St- I feel like there's still time to salvage it. They still got some cool factor. I don't feel like they're straight up like a joke yet, but Judgment Day is in danger. I, I agree, Jordan.
2: I mean, they just, I mean, they added... Dominic so maybe we'll we'll see what happens with that tonight.
0: Well, we got to see. You know, Dom didn't necessarily join Judgment Day. He kicked Ray and Edge in the nuts, and then or he kicked Edge in the nuts and closed on Ray. Then he walked away.
1: No, so. no, no, they did. You, uh, He's on there. To, no, RAW. Oh, okay. I
0: yeah, didn't watch RAW. I was barbecuing. So Dom is a full. He's a card-carrying yeah. member of Judgment yeah. Day now. Yep. Yeah. Nice. All right, uh, Seth and Riddle, banger of a match. Oh yeah, second second rope curb stomp, dude. Oh, sick. Insanity, man. Sandy, we know seth and matt riddle have had had uh heat in real life dude so hats off to those two being able you know because that takes a lot of trust being able to uh say hey man yeah you can jump off the second rope and stomp on my fucking head dude
2: again well again um you know there was an interview that seth rollins did with ariel hawani before that pay-per-view and they they he asked him about like you know his beef with riddle and he talks about like you know that whole thing with you know riddle's wife and you know, all that stuff in his, in his issue with riddle was he same thing with punk. Um, <laughs> it was, he's one of those young dudes that didn't listen to anybody. Like he, you know, he, you know, it, it's, it's cool to like, you know, get yourself over and do all that stuff. He's like, but when it comes time to like work with somebody and like take advice, that's one of the things that riddle didn't do. And he's like, he's like, he's down there in NXT saying he's going to beat up, you know, Goldberg and Brock Lesnar and beat up all these dudes. And, Dude, you're not even on the main roster yet. You haven't even set foot on the main stage and you're talking all this shit. He's like, and that's that that was my issue with them. And he's like, and then what happened with like, you know, Becky Lynch and all the other girls. His wife. Yeah, Riddle's like the, ex-wife, you have the Bad Mouth and Becky. Yep, the body shaming and stuff like that too that happened. Like, that's what really pissed him off. And that's that's his legit beef with uh with Reddle. He's like, the dude is talented. He's like, but you know, he's like, but at the same time, like you have to be able to willing to work with somebody. Um, at the same time, and that's one of the things he didn't want to do was work with, with Riddle, Riddle at all because of all that. But other than that, like you said, it definitely takes trust. And I think they kind of like worked on that. You know, I mean, it seemed, it would seem like it anyway. He said when the, Seth Rollins, was like, with the lights on, he's going to work with you. He's like, but after after the match, he's not going to be, you know, you know, having beers and inviting you to parties and all that right. shit. Like They're not going to be friends. He's like, but in the ring, they'll he'll do the work. If he has yeah. to, that's what, it, that's what matters. So you could definitely that was crazy.
0: They, uh, they tease that move at back. You know, I watched all Seth's matches religiously. They tease the second rope curb stomp at backlash 2018 against the Miz, but the Miz moved. So yeah, this was the first time Lexi saw that connect. So I guess Seth now has a super finisher that he can bust out at, uh, at different times when needed. Main event, Drew McIntyre and Roman Reigns. These guys go 30 minutes and 47 seconds. <sighs> yeah. Karrion Cross, Austin Theory, Tyson Fury, <laughs> yeah. and Solo Sakoa all managed to get involved in this match. It was like, it, it threw me back to like an Attitude Era main event. I fucking loved it, man. Yeah. The crowd was on fire yep. for Drew. Um, and I'll be straight up, dude. When, uh, you, Jordan, you said you went back and watched this one, right? Yeah, I did. Go ahead. How about that freaking Broken Dreams little video montage yeah. for Drew's entrance? I thought Drew was walking out with a strap after
1: that. What did you think of that, Jordan? Dude, I everybody knows I have... I'm not the huge, the biggest Roman Reigns fan. You hate Roman Reigns. No, no, no no, 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 no. I don't him. Hate, I hate him. Dude. Roman dude, I do not let, let him the, stop. Dude, I, I've, those words hate. have never came out of my mouth. So just say stop it. saying that.
0: Jordan, let the hate flow through no, you. No, no, dude. No, no. Let I me know. be Emperor Palpatine right now. You can be freaking Kylo Ren, it's dude. Fine. Let the hate, say you hate power you, dude. Say, I don't just hate say
1: you hate, hate Roman Reigns. I'm not going to say it because I don't hate him. He's just not my favorite. That's There's nothing wrong with that. Okay, so whatever. Back to my original point. I love this match. And I don't say that often about Roman matches. I loved this match. Like everything from the, the entrance of drew man. I, it's, I already knew what happened. Cause I mean, Seth was texting me. He never told me specifically <laughs> that Roman had won, but honestly, I, I figured whenever they brought solo up, I, I thought that was probably, I didn't think it was going to be then, but I assumed he was going to join the bloodline when he came up. So once Seth told me that I pretty much could put two and two together at that point. Yeah, But yeah, man, absolutely incredible match. Um, Dude, Drew and Roman have so much chemistry in the ring. Yes, dude. Oh, my yeah. God. That dude.
0: last false finish, man, when Drew uh, when Drew hit the Claymore after he hit the spear, I, I was sitting on the back porch, dude, and watching, and I was like, fuck, Roman's losing the belt right here. So when Solo Sikoa pulled the ref out, like I legitimately jumped out of my chair and was jumping up and down cheering because, you know, we love Roman <laughs> over here, dude. I wanted Roman to keep the belt forever until Seth beats him for it. Uh but, but yeah, man, that was just, I, I was captivated by that match, man. It was, it was so awesome. Austin Theory coming out added a little something to it, right? Like you're like, oh shit, we're going to see a cash in. It was just insanity in, in the best way, man. It was straight up sports entertainment. Uh, Marco, what'd you think, man? Did you think Drew was walking out with a strap?
2: At, at before, like maybe. <sighs> I want to say like a month ago, I thought it was it was going to happen because you know he's the one that was really like the catalyst for this pay per view to happen. Um, so he was like he was the one pushing it and selling it and all this stuff. So once it happened, I was like, oh, it's 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 automatic. He's definitely going to win here. Like why would they have him lose at um at in his in his home? But then I was like, you know what? They don't really they they're off and on with the home wins. Like sometimes they don't, you know. Let the uh, hometown person win the match, um, but then uh, something happened. I forget it was on one of the Smackdowns, and I was like, "Nah, he's not winning." I was like, "Roman Reigns is going to continue his dominance." I was like, <laughs> was Two no weeks way. ago,
1: you and Sheena were a hundred percent convinced that he that yeah. Drew McIntyre was winning."
2: Yeah, that's what I said. It was on. It was. I think it would happen. Something happened on Smackdown, and and I was like, it just popped, and I was like, he's not winning. I was like, There's no way he he can win. My I'm not sure if it's a lot of people think he's gonna keep it until like, you know, after this WrestleMania, well into the next WrestleMania. I don't
1: It I ain't mean, going that long. I don't
2: think it's going that long. What I'm thinking is, I mean, this would be pretty cool if they, you know, Los Angeles obviously, you know, they're trying to get the rock um, back. If you see that Triple H interview mm-hmm. um that he did, you know, he's you know, he threw his pitch out there. Um he's willing to work the schedule, whatever the rock schedule is right now. He's willing to uh you know make it happen. So if they do do if they do this, I think Roman Reigns made events both nights of media. So the first night he made events. That's what I'm pulling for. He made events against the Rock with the belts. He could still have the belts. It doesn't have to be a title match. Just basically like who's the real head of the table or you know pass the torch whatever. He wins that, then the next night he loses. Cuz cuz now you can go, "Oh, he just had a main event the night before. How is he going to manage to you know, do another main event the next night against whoever competitor, which I'm thinking is going to be fucking Cody, dude. Uh, yeah, as, as I'm,
0: I'm going backwards. I'm I'm thinking he beats Rock night one and loses, or excuse me, I'm thinking he loses to Cody night one and beats Rock night two. Think, that's that's my okay, prediction yeah, right you, now. You
1: go either way, but yeah, I think the, the Rock and if the if the Rock comes back, the Rock and Roman has to be the last match of WrestleMania weekend. Yeah, that's yeah. True.
0: I mean, I'm thinking they ain't bringing
1: my, him back to main event night one. I know they did it with yeah. Stone Cold this year, but this is completely different.
0: I yeah, I mentioned it before my my dream scenario is night one. Roman and Cody have a banger of a match. All of a sudden, the Usos come out to do the bloodline thing, and the Rock somehow stops them, and in ah. all the distraction, Cody beats Rock or Cody beats Roman gets the belt. And then that adds to the heat for night two, Rock and Roman, okay. and, and Roman goes over. I, I think you split them right, like make yeah. night one for the WWE Championship, because Cody was very specific. He said he wanted to win the WWE World Championship, um, so I think you could do night one, Rock and Ro- Rock and and Cody for the WWE Championship. Night two, Rock and Roman for Universal, and then everybody goes on about their merry way. Yeah. But but we'll see. It's it's, it's going to be lit, man. I this. I mean, this it's approaching the Undertaker WrestleMania streak to me for who's going to beat Roman for this belt because yeah. we're over two years. And, dude, it's been since 1988 with Hulk Hogan since we've seen a run like this. That's how far back it's been since we've seen a championship reign like Roman's in the middle of. It is is—it
1: is truly just historic. So, hold on. You guys are both 100% thinking he holds both belts until WrestleMania. Dude, yeah, yeah. I mean, if you're not going to give it to Drew in the UK, like, yeah, but that was for both. Was on fire. But that was for both belts. I'm not saying he he cannot lose the Universal Title. That's a hundred percent. I'm in agreement with you guys. He has to have the belt going into WrestleMania. He can Dude, lose if, the WWE bro, championship. He's, he's keeping both. If belts.
0: Drew didn't beat him on the UK yeah. after hitting like four claymores, he's hitting not, a spear, like, who's beating him? Who's going to beat him? I mean. Seth, maybe, but I don't know. At this point, I feel like they're going all in until Mania. Yeah, no, he's, he's, and
2: he's on a lighter schedule now, too. And
0: what show would you have him lose on? Where, where is he going to lose the belt at? He's going to lose it at fucking Extreme Rules?
1: No. No, dude. I mean, Survivor Series is in Boston. Why not have him lose one there? No. Dude, I'm, gonna- okay, I, I could be completely wrong on this, and whatever. If I am, I am. It is what it is. He does not need both of those belts, dude. It's so fucking pointless to have both of those belts on him. I agree. It's, it's,
0: it's annoying that they haven't unified him, right? I w- at this point, I wish they just would have came up with one belt. But, but the fact that he's still like holding both championships, I think it's, it's dumb. Yeah, I but think they're it's
1: not going to do it. I mean, they basically already broadcasted that they're not going to unify the belts. Like, yeah, yeah, you're right. So I, I, what the hell is the point of him holding both at this it's, point other than he's the number 1 wrestler in the world? I get yeah, it. But dude, he doesn't man. need to hold both belts for me to know that. He, I think him holding the universal title for over 2 years already tells me that.
2: For you, the the wrestling fan, enough of the casual person that what wrestling.
1: Dude, he he's lost one time in 2 years. Like I, do, I just don't understand how him losing one of those belts is going to take away from this.
2: It's not going to happen.
1: <laughs> I don't think it's going to happen until yeah. Mania, dude.
0: Yeah, yeah it's not yeah. going to happen until Mania. I mean, I wish... I, Dude, I wish that... So I think the problem that they painted themselves into is that they are booking... Even though it's still two belts, they're booking it as if it is a unified championship, that's right? That's I think if they would have kept them separate... like I, I, I fully believe if somehow... The match on Saturday had just been for one one belt. Drew would have won because that would have been a moment, right? Yeah. Drew. I mean, that crowd was on fire more than I've ever seen a crowd on fire for anybody, and the roof would have fucking blown off that place if Drew wins. Um, yeah, but they can do it because Roman's got to reign, and they, and, well,
2: uh, and they call it the undisputed. If they remove the undisputed, then then they can you know separate the belts, but they call it the undisputed Universal Championship, which means that other belt is included with it. So it's really, yeah.
0: it's just, it's weird. Cause it's like, they're treating it like one championship, but it's still two belts. Like, I, I don't know what they're doing, man. It's, it's been awkward ever since even, even leading into WrestleMania. I remember it wasn't really clear what the deal was with the belts. Um, Yeah. So I don't know, man. But yeah, I I agree, Jordan. If it was if they had truly if they were truly treating it as two separate championships, yeah, I think he would drop one at some time. But I
1: don't
0: I don't think Roman's taking a loss before WrestleMania
1: at this point. So you think he's losing both belts to Cody on night one? No, 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 no. So I, I why, told hold not. on, hold on. So your booking makes no sense. Today, Cause you guys just shut down what I said. So now he's going to only lose one belt on night. One of WrestleMania. How the fuck does that make sense? Seven, I,
0: I ah. think, I think they're going to find a. I I mean, obviously, dude, it's wrestling. They can always change the rules. I think they're going to find a way to change. To, I, I don't know the logistics of it. But I think at WrestleMania it's gonna be night one against Cody for the WWE, and night two against R- The Rock for the Universal. See, see
2: my storyline was he loses both to Cody night one. No, he's not. And then, and not then what both belts to Cody. I, that's what I think is gonna happen, man. I
1: just, dude, they need to separate the belts. There's no fucking point for this. At the, I, I just don't get it. Well,
2: who, who, don't, who who who's to say that Cody wins both belts and then on Monday Night Raw he does a new belt because they did say Triple H's. Uh-huh. Looking at redesigning,
0: belt the belt title.
2: So I mean, I I'd rather see Seth
0: win one because Seth's my dude. But I just I want like seeing belt. Roman run. I, I love this run Romans on, dude. I think it's crazy how close he gets to losing every single time, but he still somehow freaking figures out a way, finds a way to skate out of it with a belt. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I love it. I love a long title reign, and this is the most epic reign we've had. <laughs> you know, really since I've been watching wrestling.
2: You know, what would be sick if like uh, at that WrestleMania our our fantasy folks WrestleMania match is if it looks like he's going to lose Roman against, I'm going to just insert Cody. We'll use it as, as an example. And then the rock comes out, but because technically he's part of the bloodline. So you would think yeah. oh, the rocks going to help Roman win, right? He's going to be that next person. You know, he's going to walk down by himself. No. usos, no solo. Um, and he's going to be by himself. And you think like, Oh man, it's another member of the bloodline because it's WrestleMania. It's, it's the rock obviously. But no, 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 it's completely different. He comes down and helps Cody win, and then oh, that's that what sets Seth up. The, said
1: ten minutes ago.
2: Yeah, that's what that's what's gonna. Well, then he well, No, no. Well, he's saying the Usos are out there. I'm saying nobody's out there. I'm saying yeah. nobody's out there at all. He doesn't beat up the Usos. So,
0: and what you think is set up Rock and Roman for next year, or what?
2: Maybe next year. I don't think it's gonna happen yeah. this year.
1: Dude, if, if The Rock is coming back to wrestle at WrestleMania, it's gonna be in Los Angeles. They're, he's not wrestling in fucking Philadelphia when it could be twelve degrees outside. <laughs> Why not?
0: He might pull a muscle, dude. Didn't he tear like his abs or something oh, yeah. last time against? Dude, seen have it?
1: you seen The Rock? The dude looks like a creative character at this point. He's got like the biggest <laughs> upper half I've ever seen in my life. And then like <laughs> it, it just slims down. It's so fucking weird. <laughs> I don't get it, but I get whatever. It.
0: On that note, this was supposed to be a short show. We're at an hour and 36 minutes, though. So, yeah, thanks, Sheena, for uh, not being here to kind of keep us in line. Let's hit some listener mail before we head home. We kind of already answered this one on the air. Sam bro asks, what's your opinions on all this aired out drama from AEW? Is it good, bad, indifferent? I think we went super deep on this one, but Sam, thank you for sending in the question. Uh, Robert Gino asks, Hey peeps, is it too time consuming? Just skip it. Book your six figures plus a legend for WWE elite. One hundred and one. So let's uh, let's split it up. Everybody, book two figures. So Jordan, give your give your two first for Elite One Hundred and One. You guys do the figure thing. I can't even think about that right now. <laughs> All right, uh, Marco, you got anything for Elite One Hundred
2: and One? Oh, let's see. We definitely need um, we definitely need some Judgment Day action in there. So ooh, I like let's it. Let's get some. Let's get because we we don't want the whole crew. So let's get Rhea and – we'll go Rhea and Davian. And uh, those are my two that we get for – uh in the in the, in the Judgment Day gear.
0: Dude, I'll double down on the Judgment Day, dude. I want Finn with his new, like, long pants, man. Finn's hey. got main event pants now with the black and purple. I love that. I love that color combo. So we'll go, uh, we'll go Judgment Day. And then for Elite 101, I feel like it's, like, a new era, right? It's a new start. Let's go first time in the liner. So give me, like, Braun Breaker – Ooh. Give me a uh, Tyler Bate because he's never had a mainline elite figure. You know Tyler Bate with the new long hair, yep. and then uh, let's see, what do we want for number six? Maybe a a, a uh, hmm.
2: Ray Mysterio,
0: another
2: one.
0: No, no, <laughs> not another Ray Mysterio. I'm trying. I'm thinking NXT guys because I want first time in the line. Car-
2: Carmelo, maybe.
0: Carmelo, yeah, that'd be a good one. We haven't had the North American title show up in the, uh, in the Elite line in a while either. Oh, so, yeah, let me, give me Carmelo with a, a North American championship. Good pick. All right. And then Johnny JB asks, thoughts on the new House of Dragons show? So I'm out on basically anything Game of Thrones related. Uh, are any of you guys watching this? Oh, yeah. Nope.
1: Oh, yeah. My thoughts, it's awesome. It's uh, They're doing a great job tying everything together. So, yeah, highly approved.
0: Alright, so it's got the uh, chick foley show stamp of approval. Sheena was hardcore on Game of Thrones. She has not watched House of Dragons yet, but... That's probably just because we've been so busy with everything around here. And the last question, Chalkline Chad Roberts says, do you guys listen to the Kevin Nash podcast? Click this. Uh, yeah, I listen to it because I listen to pretty much any podcast that that fucking scam artist Conrad Thompson puts out. <laughs> um, but I do like Kevin Nash a lot, and uh, and it's a pretty cool show, dude. Kevin Nash is just one of the most genuinely cool wrestlers of all time, and it definitely translates on the podcast. So I'm, I'm a big fan of Click This. How about you guys? <laughs>
1: So I won't, I, I'm not supporting anything Conrad Thompson After Starcast so nope I don't listen To it
2: oh man I, I listened. I listen to Kevin I'm, I'm a Kevin Nash mark So definitely and definitely. Oh, yeah. to, uh, the other uh, Road Dog Has a pretty good podcast too
0: Yeah uh, I like Road Dogs too Road oh you three. didn't know
2: But uh yeah Kevin Nash is awesome Dude he, his, his storytelling is really Really good Yeah the Bam there's A story they told about Bam Bam um, when they got into it with some uh like Mexican drug cartel dudes. But uh, (laughs) yeah, definitely search it on YouTube. You can find the clip of it. It's uh, it's, it's crazy.
0: All right. That's a wrap for this episode of Chick-fil-A show, The Boys Night. Hope you guys enjoyed. Reminder, use code Chick-fil-A to save 10% at ringside collectibles. Uh, Jordan, yeah, hopefully
1: you're the only sober one, so leave us with some closing thoughts for this week. Hopefully we have 14 days left of CM Punk and AEW.